Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey, everyone. I am Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life. And tonight we're going to be talking about... Jealousy. Jealousy in your blended family. So... Yeah. Where do we start off? Well, I think this is a topic that when you first hear jealousy, I think that a lot of people don't admit that this goes on or they don't recognize that they're actually jealous or they don't want to admit it because it's like shameful and they feel like they shouldn't be. But feelings are valid and feelings have to be talked about and worked through so you can move past them. And if you don't work through and move past your negative feelings, then you just house them and they affect everyone in your family. So I'm just kind of wanting to start out with saying that jealousy is a normal thing to feel in a blended family. Right. And a blended family has so many interpersonal relationships within it that it goes, you know, it's like a web, you know, like every relationship can be you know, have a jealousy component or someone can be jealous of it. So I thought I'd go through with like the four top jealousy issues in blended families and okay. we can discuss it. Okay. So I the like first it. most obvious one is jealousy between the siblings. Oh, I thought, see, now when I think of jealousy, I'm thinking it's going to be like between like an ex or um, someone can- of an opposite sex. Is that, a, is that one coming up? Um, Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that, you know, jealousy exists on every level, you know? And so when you have siblings, step siblings who are now living together and the biggest cause I feel for sibling rivalry or sibling jealousy or the need for that or what brings it up, I, is that It's different parenting styles in the home. Right. You know, kids are being brought up differently and kids are getting disciplined differently. They're getting rewarded differently. Well, they're going to separate. There's different rules in the home. They're going to separate households also and getting treated differently and then coming back and then they're coming back with different um, moldings of like their personalities. So there's, there's lots that go on there, you know, where the kids could be jealous of what goes on in other households. Um, outside of outside of your blended family too, you know we've talked about that on previous shows where things will seep in like video game systems or um, devices that come to and from you know so there's there's definitely lots of civil rivalry and jealousy I could see in that yeah aspect and I think that it's the most basic one it's the most recognized jealousy issue in a blended family and I think. You know, what I have come to realize and have researched actually about this and one way parents can correct this out of the gate is just to present a united front. Mm-hmm. You know, if the kids are rewarded and disciplined the same in the household, then they kind of feel like they all have equal ground. They mm-hmm. all have an equal playing field You know, if boundaries are the same, they know everyone's getting treated the same, at least in the rule, like just in the structure of how the houses ran. Right. When kids are living different lives and are seeing that, 
between each set of kids and, you know, his and hers or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it does create this this issue, even if it wouldn't normally be an issue anywhere else, but because, you know, someone's treated differently even a little bit, I think kids are also very hypersensitive right. to picking up on this in blended families. Yeah. You know, they want to be, we tout for kids to be blended and brother-sister and their brother-sister and that is something that I think everyone strives for, right? So we're less mm-hmm. of like step family and more of like a, a family unit. But you can't really have that if kids are being treated differently. Yeah, right. Okay. I like I don't think kids can ever truly feel like siblings if they're not in the trenches together. If they're not getting disciplined the same. If they're not getting chores the same. If, if they're they not having to endure the same parent bs well even even when it comes down to like little trips you know we live by the beach you know if if you know only one or two of the kids have to go to the beach but the other one gets to stay home you know or um one gets to go to the movies but the other kids have to stay home you know or mom and mom or dad's taking um one kid out on a special dinner but the other kids never get to do it you know that that almost creates segregation in the household totally or if you know you're forcing you know if I were forcing my kids to do something and your child got to not have to participate right? because he didn't want to. Right. And my, my son's like, well, why doesn't your son have to go do that? Mm-hmm. You're forcing me to. Mm-hmm. And that right there is the divide in blended families and, and a big reason why siblings don't feel right. like but, siblings. But who does that come down to? Is the that, parents. That's totally the parents, it's right? It's the parents' fault. 100%. It's, it's parents not really compromising like I think that this is and I've been writing a lot to our listeners and and to people who write into us asking us advice and you know the number one thing is always I come back to is boundaries Mm -hmm. and compromise and you and your you know married couples really do need to sit down and especially before you're married you know have talks about what are my expectations and what are my limitations you know, and can I rise up to meet your expectations or not? Right. Like okay. these are things that need to be figured out before you walk down the aisle because it creates a big divide if you have, I mean, you're going to have different parenting styles, but the hope is that you can come together and compromise and each bend a little bit. You know, it, it takes a lot of dying to yourself and really trying to hear the other parent and honor them and what they want, you Mm -hmm. know, but if kids are being treated differently, then that is where jealousy stems from in blended families. Right. Now, if you guys haven't, now, if, if say we haven't talked about this before we've walked down the aisle, like you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. are we just doomed? Is it hopeless now? Well, I think you have a choice, right? You can either write it out. You can either be like, well, and I think I've fallen under this a lot myself and I don't know if it's, you know, I, I think you have a choice because if you're going to spend your whole marriage fighting over something that's not going to change, mm-hmm. that's bad for everyone. Right. You know, your marriage is going to suffer because who wants to have the same fight new day? It's exhausting. Is this where your your saying swallow sand comes <laughs> in? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to you you and your spouse really have to pri- prioritize, you know, what is the end goal? Right. Do we want our kids to feel like siblings or are we too like stuck in our ways and or or is our priority to just be individuals and we're going to do what we want mm-hmm. you know it's like which one is a greater priority for you right and so and you guys kind of have to be on the same page about that right I yeah and you if do. you're not you're not like what do you do right you just do the best you can and try <laughs> to smooth things over okay you know then parents are stuck into if you're in a divided household and kids are being treated there's different rules for different kids and different disciplinary actions for different kids and different rewards even even good different goodness you know creates right. a jealousy issue so if that is just your reality then I think parents have the burden of smoothing things over and doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make it not so hard for the kids or to talk through things to make kids understand, you know, that 
guys have different sets of parents. Things just are different. You know, it's it's a lot of extra work. You have lots work. of different sets of parents usually as a yeah. blended but, family you know, child or, or stepchild. You end up having the conversation with, this is what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. You have to have the conversation that, look, I'm your parent. I'm not so-and-so's parent. Right. So, and that, again, you're just promoting the divide. Right. Right. I'm the, I'm your parent. I'm not this parent. Right. I have no say over here, but I do have that's, a say here. That's almost that like is, saying, like, look it, I'm your parent in this household, but I'm not the parent in the household. You know, I'm just I'm I'm one, but we're not one. So it 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 create like you just said, it creates a a ginormous divide. It does that almost confuses the kids. Well, it just makes them always in competition or always looking at the other one. It just doesn't make them feel like a family. Right. It doesn't make them feel like, you know, when you were, you know, your siblings, you were all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't, right? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes siblings get treated differently, you know, and that's just a fact of the matter. It's not, it didn't always lean one way, but I, I can remember as a kid, not only in my household, but going to other households, you know, yeah. and uh, kids being like, well, why does she get to do that? Or why no. does he get to? Well, because they're older or because this or because you didn't clean your room or well, there's that's always fine, circumstances. But it's never because they're liked more. Well, it's never because <laughs> um, uh, stepdad, stepmom situation. It's not because. No, I know. I know. There's right. different rules, right? right? Yes. It's for normal reasons that all kids go through. Right. Right. So I think that parents really have to watch themselves and you really need, and I think every family is different. You know, your family values are different. What you is important to you is different. If you're truly at an impasse with parenting styles and you're just never going to agree on certain things, you know, and you've tried to hash it out and you guys are both just stuck in your ways, then you do the best you can do. Um, Someone was asking about um, fair versus equal. So that's a very interesting thing, and we've talked about that a bunch. I think that I don't think equals kind of an unrealistic expectation. Fair is a reasonable expectation. So kids should be treated fairly across the board, but... Equality, I mean, what are you going to do, nickel and dime it to, you know, I mean, unless you guys have a chart with like every infraction is 10 minutes on the bed and you guys are like keeping a tally, I don't. Notches on the bedpost? You know, I I think (laughs) it can be a little overboard, but I think as a general rule, kids just need to feel like they're in the trenches together. And I've seen this with a lot of blended families who are very tight knit and very close and all the kids are like all over each other and happy and doing life because they're doing life together. Right. They're a team. Right. And you see blended families who are struggle with that. And the kids, you can look at the kids to kind of discern how a blended family is going. Right. If kids are distant and acting out and not able to connect, you know, that's a parenting issue because kids I think are, are pretty adaptable in general. Mm -hmm. They're moldable. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, but I think that's a a good thing to look at. Like if you are dealing with jealousy in your home between the kids, I think that means that the parents need to get on the same page. And you can start now. You can decide today is the day we change it up. Today is the day, and yes, it's going to cause waves at first because some kids are going to be like, wait a minute. I've been do I've been able to do this forever and now you're telling me I can't and that's when you say you're right because I've made a mistake and I shouldn't <laughs> I'm redacting this. Yeah, because it's not okay, you know, or you, you just have those conversations and you stick it out, but the long-term goal will be more of a united situation that there's not a need yeah, for jealousy. You just, yeah, you have a little bit of a hump there while you kind of smooth it back out. And yeah, I mean, it takes it takes a while. Like, change is hard. Change is hard for kids. Change is hard for adults. And so if you decide today is a day that you're going to get on the same page with your spouse, you're going to make an effort to compromise and, you know, come up with house rules and come up with, you know, what does discipline look like? Like, what is reasonable? What do rewards look like? Like, do, 
a kid gets A's, do they get $1,000? Is that reasonable? Maybe for your family. But <laughs> you know what give I mean? all the kids A's. But, like, is that reasonable? No. It's homeschool, so, don't you set your own? I think we set our own criteria. And what is it, a pass or a fail now, right? Well, There's it was no credit, A's no credit the last semester, but we'll see what happens yeah. next year. Um, I've got a monitor in front of me now, so I'm just, and I don't have my keyboard with me, so I'm just sending emojis out. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you guys are listening to this live right now on <laughs> You're getting YouTube, emojis. Send us emojis. Okay. Because that's all I can do right now, because I don't have my keyboard in front of me. I'm going to so, put some little smiley face with, with glasses. There we go. The next thing I want to talk about as far as jealousy in a blended family is the parent-child relationship creates jealousy for the other spouse. This happens, I can't tell you how many people write in, and usually it's like a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. They're not married yet, Mm -hmm. and it's usually somebody who doesn't have kids. Right. So they can't really relate to a parent-child relationship. They don't have one of their own, Mm -hmm. and... I think it works both ways. I think that parent-child relationship, when a boyfriend or girlfriend comes in, I think the child is jealous of the new boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, because they're encroaching in their territory, you know, and taking mom or dad away from them. It's a threat. Yeah. To disrupting their Well, it's also, I don't even know if it's looked at as a threat, but it's, um, it's almost intimidating. It's... There's like some uncomfortableness there, you know, maybe a little bit of worry. It's just, it's not comfortable anymore. Right. And I think there's also jealousy with the new boy, the, the boyfriend, girlfriend or partner when they see the, the child spouse relationship. I think the jealousy, and then what happens is, is that the bio parents just in the middle of both, right? Like in the middle of wanting to keep child happy, wanting to keep new boyfriend, girlfriend, or even spouse is happy. You know, it's it's hard because everybody wants attention. Right. Everybody wants attention. Everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to feel valued. And um, kids are very, very egocentric. So the world really does revolve around them. And they don't quite understand why your attention would be pulled elsewhere because that's all kids that's not blended family well, yeah, kids that's they just really know no better at that point i mean the yeah. the world has revolved around them i mean a, a a baby comes into this world a brand new baby and what happens everyone stops what they're doing and they start taking care of this baby and that slowly starts to go away mm-hmm. but at you know some people are quicker to you know, push the kid aside, you know, or, or or let the kids start to grow up than other parents. And that could be a hard thing too. And it's hard when you're not a biological parent. It is because I think when you're a biological parent and you have a baby, you're okay with being pushed aside for your child. Like that, that just comes with having kids. Right. For most people. For most people. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's why Married couples with children, although, you know, men deal a lot with jealousy when a new baby comes in because wife now no longer, wife is breastfeeding and changing (laughs) diapers and exhausted and wife can't give husband all the attention that he's used to getting and all the care he's used to getting because she physically isn't capable of it right now. I'm making a blended family out of emojis. You're that bored. No, I'm listening. I just have emojis to play with. But I think that there's jealousy there for a natural family with husbands. I hear that a lot. But I think that when you're in a blended family, you know, the bio parents don't really understand this jealousy because it's, it comes like, it just, it doesn't bug them. Right. Because that's their child and that's just how it is. It's Yeah. It's just the way it is now. Yeah. So do you have advice right there? Do you have advice for like the people in like... The partner who's feeling jealous of the parent-child relationship. The partner. Or the, um, the boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, the step-parent who is jealous of the bi- the bio-parent and their child's relationship. Like, they can't cut... Because I feel like you can't, you can't quite crack in... Like, you can't... Like, I think that step-parents don't feel like there's room for them in that dynamic yeah, a lot but you also have to stop and understand that this is their child and you're probably the same way with your child 
Um, and let, but what if you don't like many of these people don't have children? So if you don't have a kid, I mean, that's a hard dynamic right there because you don't understand what they're going through. And that's a lot like being divorced and, uh, being with someone or dating someone who has been divorced or, or, or is the opposite of you. You can't, you just kind of can't understand it. You know, what if, uh, have you ever been around someone, um, who maybe has a, a, a life threatening, uh, illness or disease, and you just can't relate to it. You know it's not a good thing, or in this case, it is a good thing. Or addiction. You can't relate to addiction if you're unless not you, yeah, addicted. unless you've been there. I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of addiction. That's a good analogy, but a lot of addiction counselors and rehab centers are ran by people who have had the same similar experiences. Right. And if you can't relate, you almost just have to go off of you know right from wrong. You know you it's a hard place to be. And if you struggle with that to the point that you just don't know if this is going to work, like maybe you're not with the right person. Maybe you need to find someone that's a little more compatible with you in your experiences and be with them. Now, if you love someone, you know, more or greater than, um, this, that feeling that you get when they're with their child or you're with their child and they're not, um, you know, I mean, sometimes love can do amazing things too. And sometimes it's like, all right, well, let's stick this out and we'll learn how to work together on this, you know. But if it's one of those things that the kid and the biological parent can just never get away from one another and you just never have alone time with your significant other, um, again, something we always talk about, communicate. Talk to them about that. Let them know, like, hey, you know, I feel like a third wheel when I'm with you you know, or a fourth or fifth wheel, depending on how many kids are there. Um, you know, I, I crave more time with us. I enjoy being with you. Um, I do or don't enjoy being around your kids. And that also could be a red flag, or maybe you do enjoy being around their kids and are willing to spend time with them, but you need to communicate. Like I need more one-on-one time with you. I need to spend more time with you. Can we, um, hash out time you know pencil in time that's just us without the kids maybe it's when they're at the other family at the other household you know or it's a date night get a babysitter yeah you know something exactly something like that or you know are the are the kids are they little kids they go to bed early they go to bed at you know six seven o'clock at night you know can we make sure and spend a few hours and just whatever works for your situation but try to find time um but also communicate that you need that time. Yeah. I, you know, I had a, like a little epiphany. I think that so often jealousy is the reason why step parents don't like their step kids. Oh, it's I, probably, it's probably I, like higher than 75, 80%. I bet you. I don't think that they even give step kids a fair shake or even know them or, you know, it isn't really about the stepkid and who the stepkid is. I think it's just that they're jealous of that relationship and jealous of, I mean, this is going to sound bad, but it's not sexual at all. But I think the intimacy parent-child shares is so deep because they've been there since day one. Well, and they're when you, part of them. You well, know? and when you marry someone or with someone and you missed out on a huge chunk of their life that this child does have of their parent and you don't, you know, it does create a whole never another level of intimacy. There's memories there that are always brought up that you're not a part of. You know, there's reminiscing, there's pictures, there's, you know, you're, this child has a piece of your significant other that you can't compete with you can't be a part of, you can't remember with. And I think that um, if step parents could understand that they're, maybe if they could understand that jealousy is the issue and not that they don't like the step kid, they could deal with it and get over it. I'm pretty sure Darcelle is in the bathtub watching us. Nice. I can tell by the emojis. Am I right? If I'm right, give me a give me a thumbs up. I think that's what (laughs) we got going here. That's kind of (laughs) fun. Look at all the fun emojis, though. You guys, if you're listening, if you're watching us live, get on the emoji texting. It's it's fun. I don't even know what half these are. Um, I'm gonna put my bathing suit on now. Here we go. Okay. And then I think that if you are 
trying to fix this, if this is your dynamic where you are jealous of the parent-child relationship and any one of you in that dynamic, I think that inclusion is the answer. Mm -hmm. I think that you need to make an effort to, like Eric said, have that one-on-one time, make somebody feel a priority. We all like attention. We all need attention. We all need affirmation. So I think that you have to give attention and make an effort at it. Mm -hmm. You have to do words of affirmation, you know, let the other person know how important they are to you. And you're going to have to work if you're the bio parent in the situation, you know, it's going to take you working a little bit harder, you know, putting in a little bit more effort here. Um, And then I also think that there needs to be inclusion. So do things that includes all of you together, you know, that, and not just having the step parent come along to watch you two do something, right? That's not really inclusion. That's just like, hey, come, we're going to throw our relationship in your face while you watch us. That doesn't help anything. Right. You need to find activities that you can all engage in together and be inclusive and make memories together. And I think that will help the jealousy piece a lot in this situation, especially if a kid's jealous too. Yeah, that's what I was going to touch on. Um, I feel like we, we've talked about the side of um, the significant other, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife being jealous. But a lot of times the jealousy comes from the kids and the parents are spending more time with the other parent or the new boyfriend or girlfriend, or I mean, maybe long-term boyfriend or girlfriend, but a lot of times the kids get jealous because they feel like they're on the back burner. Um, it's not just the the adults getting jealous in the situation, right? Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, but I feel like everyone feels like they're on the back burner and that's why the jealousy piece exists. You know, it's a lot of like the step parent has to bend and also the child has to bend. Like when you have a new relationship or a marriage, things do shift, things do change and everyone really has to be kind of figure it out, you know? Flowers. Okay. So let's talk about the third aspect of jealousy in blended families that I think is prevalent and that is the jealousy between households. What I mean by that, and this is something I really struggle with personally, I don't necessarily mean the kids are jealous. I'm talking about the adults being jealous. I'm talking about the jealousy that exists when your kids go to the other home and they seem to, you know, like that, that jealousy that you wish you could be like the other family. Like In what ways? Wish, Are we talking about materialistic, like wish we had the same cars or vehicles they do? No, or wish I'm we talking lived in the about like jealousy of your kids' relationships with their other family. Okay. I'm talking about the jealousy of seeing how your kids are hearing about how your kids are in the other home. Right. And I think that your situation can be in reverse. Mm. Uh-huh, Yeah. You know, but I think that this is something that happens between kid, like the two households that kids have is the parents have this idea of what things are like, whether it's because the kids have talked about it or they've seen it, you know, or whatever. And that can be really a hard thing to, to deal with as a bio parent, you know, seeing your kids have all these great relationships and great life and great upbringing in another home. And you kind of are like, jealous about that and at the same time that creates insecurity like would they rather be here be there than with me and that that that's a really hard thing for bio parents to consider yeah it's you know it's 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 heartbreaking to think that your kids might not like it as good you know it's it's totally an insecurity issue you know do do your kids like it there better here and I think bio parents always really have their ear to the ground you know I know I do where it's like but I'm always testing to see how like how things are over there and my kids are so happy yeah but they're also very closed off they don't tell you about anything over there really they're very quiet about it um and closed off but, but on the y- other hand you know like my son will call his stepmom right on the phone all day long here and they're talking and laughing and you know I do look th- Every parent should look through their kids' phones, right? So I do look through texts, as I'm sure they and do at the other house. And their underwear drawer. Um, 
you know, and I see, I get to see how they interact even via text message. Like it's sweet and happy. It's not. But what out of that, you get jealousy out of that. The reason being, what's the reason why you get jealous out of that? I get jealous because I want, I want that relationship. I wish my son had that kind of relationship with you as his step-parent, like he has with his other step-parent. So I get jealous that he has, you know, both parents over there, which are he loves on, and and that's Mm -hmm. not the case in our home. And that makes me jealous. I'm jealous that he doesn't have that camaraderie even with me at times. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, where it's it's like almost like you're going through this phone and you're like, man, I wish I had that relationship with my kid. Now you guys have such a different bond and you guys are tight in your own way, but there's just that simple simplicity of it where you're like just texting and laughing and it's easy where it's not easy with me where you're like, what the heck, you know, here I am. I pushed you out of my hoo-ha. I feed you. I've always taken care of you. I've wiped your butt since you were little. I care about you more than anything in this world. And I can't even have the easy stuff. I have to work for everything. Yeah. And that makes a lot of jealousy right there. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, but I also think that it's how it's been set up in the two households where I feel like I've never restricted my kids. And you guys have heard this a thousand times for me. Like I've never restricted my kids from having communication with their dad or stepmom. Right. But. It has been very hard because it's in reverse. I have been restricted from talking to my and I think that's that's kids. the big and divide right there. And I think that there. that is that is why it's easy because it's just okay for him to talk to you his allow stepmom it. Yeah, and dad. Like, I don't. Yeah, and it's not okay for, for my to, son to, to talk thing. to me. You know, while he's at their house, right. and those rules have kind of lifted as they've grown up and gotten older, but. The damage is already done, and that's what people don't seem to understand. Right, yeah, where it's it hasn't changed anything now. They're just stuck in that way. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, because so, they still come over, and you have no idea really what goes on behind closed doors over there. And I have learned a lot from that, where I'm like, you know what? It, seeing how it affects you and seeing how it, how it affects, um, you know, the jealousy in that, and it affects our kids and everything. I've learned from that. So when my kid's here, anytime, um, like my son wants to call or talk or text to his mom, I'm all about it. Like, of course. You always can. And she's pretty good at extending the same courtesy to me. She might take his devices away, but if I text her and I'm like, hey, can you have him call me uh, whenever you get a moment, please? You know, she's good about it. He'll call me, you know, usually within like an hour. Yeah, or unless if, if out. his devices or, are taken away, he still uses her phone to call you yes, a lot. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not like. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like I, it's not like, well, he's all of his stuff's taken away. So he's just completely restricted of anything like. No, she's pretty good yeah. about that. But I think that's because I extend the courtesy as well. I mean, it, de- it definitely doesn't hurt anything. Right. Yeah. So it makes your co-parenting relationship actually a lot easier. It that totally you guys does. are just easygoing yeah. about that. And yeah. that, and it does. So if you want your ex to be a certain way or the person you're co-parenting with to be a certain way, lead by example. Set examples. Do as you say and as you do. Right? Is that a saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, something like that. I just made my dinner for tonight. It's sushi and I donuts. Wish. Sushi I wish. and donuts. Because dessert after every meal, right, love? That's right. Um, yeah, so. I'm laughing. That video is just so funny. It yeah. was part of our wedding video where she's like, I'm like, why do people have cake? Wedding after cake. Wedding cake at the ceremonies. She's like, I think it's just because dessert after every meal, right? Right. Like, yes, every meal. Every meal dessert. <laughs> um. So how do you deal with like this kind of jealousy? Well, I think that you need to, if it's something that's eating you alive, because I think we get jealous over nothing too. Like we get jealous with all of this, the draining of the, the circling of the drain that we do in our own heads. You know, we make problems bigger than they are. We make problems that don't even exist. 
we get in our head and we're like, they must just want to live there and never see me again. Oh, yeah. You know, you get this That happens at the other place because my son and I have a really close bond. And she's like, maybe you just go live with dad. Maybe you just want to live with dad. And, you know, you don't like me anymore. You go, and that happens a lot. And it's, it's a bummer because it's like you need to have a relationship with both parents. It's so important that kids have relationships with both parents. Right. It really is. So... I think that jealousy comes up because you talk yourself into it without even having all of the facts. Like you talk yourself into things that you don't even know if the kids are feeling. You're just perceiving that that's what is. So I, I have, it's, it's not so appropriate when kids are young, but as kids get older, you know, my son's 14 and I've had this conversation He's with gonna be him. 15 in a week. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but I've had this conversation with him. Like, you know, would you rather stay there? Have you ever you played know? that game? Would you rather? No. But would you rather wanna like play a game? Okay. We haven't played a game in a long time. I want to hear. Like, I do. I do. But I really you don't want. Even care. Like, I'm trying I to help do. people and you're like, fuck you and helping <laughs> people right that, now. You guys. But like, how good is that game? Would you rather? Go. For, okay, go. Would you rather? And it's usually like little kids, not little kids, teenagers playing this. God. Would you rather? Do a donkey or a dinosaur? <laughs> it's stuff like that, love. And then people have to pick. Would you rather eat ice cream off the sidewalk or gum from under the seat on a bus? Ice cream off the sidewalk. Yeah, see? Like, it's kind of a fun game. So would you rather? It's a game where you just pick Are we going to continue doing this? You're going to continue. So you go. Would, Would you rather do a donkey or a dinosaur? I'd rather listen to you lead this podcast. I'm sorry. You're not even going to play you. your go. own game? No. I think a dinosaur. I'd really same. like to see a dinosaur. That's what I, same. Yes, a pterodactyl. It'd be more interesting. It'd be a pterodactyl. It'd be a lot more fun. Yes. I feel than a, a donkey. <laughs> People do that though. And better noises. <laughs> Dinosaurs would give you much better noises than a donkey. Like they're like that one trick pony. Um gosh. Yeah. There's lots of dinosaurs out there we've never even seen before. Isn't that crazy? There's so many species of dinosaurs. Sorry, we've gotten off track, you guys. My fault. No. Um, so have conversations with your kids before you start assuming things that lead you into jealousy because you're just assuming. Have conversations. And, you know, they're scary because what if you get the answer you don't want to hear? That's a risk you definitely take. But there's also the chance that they will put your mind to rest and you can put that jealousy away because you find out that it's not really a reasonable thing to be jealous about because it's not true. And you should know if you're going to go there and be jealous or be hurt, at least make sure it's over something real and not something that is hypothetical or that you've made up in your head, you know, and then you can deal with that then. Um, okay. The I put dinosaur and donkey emojis down. Oh, my gosh. Is that a dinosaur? You can't tell. Yes. I've never actually really seen a dinosaur. Bryn says I'm going to punch you in the face. Who does? <laughs> my friend, Bryn. Okay. <laughs> um, comparing. Okay, so the fourth, the fourth realm of jealousy, I think, exists in blended families. This is going to be the last one, and then we'll talk about other stuff. Like dinosaurs and dogs. Um, There's the dinosaur. Thank you, Tracy. This is something that drives me crazy and I've fallen into this trap too. Being jealous of other blended families you see in movies or on social media, right? All the highlight reels and you're sitting there like, why the fuck can I get my wow, family, you know, to look like that? Like, people why don't get we so like, why don't we protest bring Brady Bunch back? They were a blended family. They were kind of like the ideal American blended family. Right, but that's my point. We get jealous over pictures and ideals that, you know, a, a picture is just that. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know, but and it's the same thing with like people with fitness, right? We body shame ourselves because we see all these other people out there with, you know, six pack abs and they are running seven times a day and have a personal chef and a personal trainer and, you know, whatever. So 
I think it's a very dangerous game because it detaches you from your wins and your family. And that jealousy is an unnecessary toxic thing. You know, you start looking at your family like, ew, what's wrong with us? Like, I I wish I could be like them. They have it all together. And I think that Kardashians, a blended family. Yes. Are they? Ish. Ish. I don't know. It used to be keeping up with the Joneses, but now it's keeping up with the Kardashians, right? I can't even keep up with them. I can't even name. There's a lot. I can't even name like probably. Well, they're the Kardashian Jenners. Three of them, maybe. Oh my gosh. Anyway. And then I might get their names wrong or their old names right. Yeah. So I think that if you're dealing with jealousy, I mean, how many of these blended, this is the thing. When you're looking at other blended families, first of all, talk yourself off a ledge when it comes to movies or what? You know, TV shows. What do you even mean by that? Because people, people see, people get informed by what they see. So people see oh. TV shows and they think that is how it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be like the Brady Bunch. Well, guess Don't watch what? porn, you guys. That's not how it's supposed to be. It's actually a really dangerous thing for kids to watch porn because that's their what, expectation. What kids, watch, what kids watch porn? Well, like 13, 14, 15-year-old boys who <laughs> oh, are okay. like, you know, horny, you know, and they watch porn and they think that's what sex is. Their first time ain't going to be like that. Yeah, hopefully it's not with that donkey that you're watching on that show. But... Anyway, I digress. I think that if you're watching TV and reading pretty magazine articles about the perfect blended family, and that is how you're informing your, you know, standards and the bars you set for your family, then you are doing nothing but setting yourself up for disappointment and failure. And it's a very dangerous thing. Don't that be what informs you, you know, get in support groups, reach out to other blended families Get to know other blended families. I know of this really good podcast <laughs> <laughs> video series. But really, if you guys are new here, actually subscribe. We're not usually this crazy. Only one of us are, but feel free to subscribe. Yeah. Have fun but I this. think you really need to have a, a realistic view of blended families, and you're not going to find that 99% of the time on social media, definitely not in the movies or a TV show. Or in the pornos. Or in pornos. So, yeah. Are they even, like, uh, is that even still a thing? It seems like the internet's gotten so big now. Like, how can you make money with stuff like that? It doesn't seem like there'd be any money there. We're like back in the day. Shower camps. Back in the day. (laughs) So, so. (laughs) That was one of my suggestions, you guys. To make money, Eric was like, oh, I could do a shower shower cam. Shalicia already watches us in the the bath. Okay, would you pay to watch Eric in the shower? (laughs) Feel free use, to chime use, in. Use How emojis. much is it worth? I might be like, okay, if we can make enough money, I I might oh be willing. Gosh. Oh my gosh. That you is know? not all right of you. Well, yeah. everyone Here. has a price, my dear. I'm going to put emoji there. There's a banana. Okay. Okay. So those are the four realms of, I think, the biggest jealousy issues in blended families. You know? that, yeah, those are very big. I'm really surprised that um, opposite sex didn't come up in that one. Well, because it's a abundant family issue. It can be. What is it? Like just cheating? Bl- no, just, I mean, I, like, I feel like there's a lot of that. Let's talk about Bring okay. it up. I feel like there's a lot Number of that five, in, just you guys, in marriages. Sex, opposite, jealousy. Technically, I think it's opposite sex. It's sex every way. Okay. Equal opportunity. I think that... Um, you see a lot of this in any relationship, any marriage. I mean, stemming from junior high, high school, all the way up to marriage and years of marriage. I mean, what is a big thing? Um, not Money is like one of the number one. Like that people get divorced over? Yeah, that causes divorce. But opposite sex, cheating, um, affairs, emotional affairs. Right, but why affairs um, happen because somebody isn't getting fed. <laughs> fed what? Should I put another banana emoji? Here we go. Right. Like, unless you um, just married a really bad person, those exist. Right. You know, so hopefully you didn't pick a really bad person. But if you married someone who was a reasonably good person and they have an affair, you really do. It takes two people to break up a marriage. So I, you know. But a lot of times before that, all that stuff ever happens, it's like, (laughs) who's this person on your Instagram? Who's this person on your Facebook? 
why were you looking at this person? Like, you know, there's just, there's a lot of that little jealousy tension. And where does that all stem from? Do you know? Insecurities. Insecurities. Yeah. Good one. Well, I think a lot of jealousy stems from insecurity. And I think if you were to look back on everything we talked about, it's someone being insecure about their space in the family or insecure about how they fit into the family or insecure about what's going to happen. You know, or they've been watching too many of those TV shows and they're like, man, she does look really good in that bathing suit or he does look really good and on that shower cam. And (laughs) you know, why don't I look like that? Or why doesn't she look like that? And that's where those insecurities come from. It's from all this false narrative that we're fed and all this beautification and fakeness around us that Uh people are like, I don't look like that. So does my wife actually I'd like think to I look point, good? I'd like to point out something too. Let's hear it. Marriage is fucking hard. Okay. Marriage in blended families is an extra fucking hard. <laughs> so. <laughs> you got two beeps for that one. Yeah. So I think that the dangerous thing about having friendships with the opposite sex and why people get insecure And why you should really watch yourself because it is so hard and it's so much work. And when somebody comes along and they're just like, I'm shiny, new and easy. (laughs) And you're like, I miss easy. You guys should have seen that. If you guys are listening to this, (laughs) go watch, go watch this episode just to see what she does when she says that. But you know, it's, it's, she is shiny. She is new and she is easy, but it, it's attractive. You're attracted to that because it's exhausting. You know, it's exhausting when you're married and you're in the thick of it and blended family life is hard. I mean, and somebody comes and wants to give you a reprieve from that and somebody wants to give you all the attention when maybe you're getting just a little bit at home for whatever reason. That's the other thing that you need to remember. When you're at home, it's usually just not... You and your spouse or your partner. It's usually um, multiple people. You know, you've got your kids, you've got chores, you've got to get ready for work or the next meeting or kids for school. You're putting out all kinds There's of so fires. much other stuff. So, yeah. So, when you just get this one on one time with someone, yeah, and like you're saying, of the opposite sex, and it just seems real easy, usually that's just what's the word? Is it a facade? It's just, it's not real. It doesn't no. exist because it's just in that time. But give yes. it give it a few years. That's give it, right. Give it even a few months and all, all of a sudden we have those same problems. Right. All those problems are back. I mean, when you and I first started hanging out years ago, it was so much easier than it is now because we had a lot of new things to talk about. We had a lot of new things to discover and learn and we only hung out when we had nothing else going on or we made the time to hang out. Now... We take it for granted because we live together. Right. Now it's like, well, I have to get ready for this meeting. You know, I don't have time to get food together. Can you get food together? Or I don't have time to give the kids a bath or help them with their homework or study. You know, there's there's all those little obstacles that you're now hurtling and and jumping over. And that you make a very good point because I also think that... It's dangerous to have, not that, you, I guess it's possible for men and female, men and women to be friends and you be married. I just think it's dangerous because let me tell you, when you have somebody who wants to know who you are and wants to learn about you and, you know, men are visual and men, women are more or less emotional. And so when you as a woman have another man who's like really interested in to know who you are and to build that friendship and that attachment. Your husband more than likely has stopped doing that. If you're like 10 years into a marriage, you know, everyone knows everything about everyone. We're not making much of an effort anymore because the shit's old and we're tired and, you know, and it can be very attractive and you really have to watch yourself. And for men too, like your wife probably looks very different than when you married them. Because whose fault is that? It's, age (laughs) because men look very different don't get me wrong men look very fucking different than when we married you too do i i'm like we got married two years ago i look that much different i think we both look different than seven years ago for sure for sure 
But here's the deal. You know, when you, when you, when men see somebody who is like, oh God, like, yeah, my wife used to look like that. You can make a woman feel insecure. Like, right. And there's some things you can't help like age. We've had this conversation before and you're like, why wouldn't you want to be with someone like younger and prettier and. Uh, what's all the word? What's all the things that you say? More attractive. That's one. I that don't you, think I've ever said have, that. This is really s- weird. We're having conversations. That's, this is a lie. And what do I? I've always this told you this. Not a lie. She's a total liar right now. You guys. You have said this to me. You're like you can have anyone in the world. That I have said that. And, but then you say things yes. like this. And my rebuttal to it is, I don't want to have to learn someone again. I don't want to have to. Yeah, no, it's not being lazy. <laughs> it's that I really enjoy our companionship. I enjoy yeah. our humor, our banter, our love, our... And like, just being comfortable, just, right? I, yeah, I'm like, comfortable and I'm that. super lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is just it's a lot of work. I don't understand people that go out and cheat because it just seems like so much work. Now you've got to hide things. Now you've got to change things. Now you've got to lose things. Now you've got to start over um, it just seems like so much work to me. I mean, it. I don't know. I don't. It I is, don't get but it. when your ego's being stroked, <laughs> is that my you're ego? willing to do Uh-oh. a lot of different things? I wish I had the O face sound for you. Would make an effort for your ego to be stroked. Yeah, I'll get a just sushi saying. afterwards. <laughs> you can stroke my ego all night, baby. Do it. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure. Give me sushi. I'm sure, pretty sure one of the kids are listening right now because he just said, I like ketchup on my beans. How about you? Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, so the jealousy of the opposite sex thing, you know, I think that's just a little, I mean, it is a little bit jealousy healthy. Like, you want someone. I think it someone, helps keep you in check. Well, it, I don't you know. want, like, I would, I would hope that if you saw me carrying on with a guy and you were you wouldn't be like oh have fun see yeah. you in a couple no. hours no right? but i but i also wouldn't let it be jealousy to eat me up inside i tell you i'd be like i'm not cool with this like there's something up with it but i also wouldn't like go hide and then be jealous without talking to you about it because that's you wouldn't just gonna be a closet jealous person no because what that's gonna do is that's gonna cause problems between you and i that's gonna cause us to that's just lack of communication it's gonna cause us to well, i'll just keep getting a, to do what i'm doing if you don't bring it up that's what i'm saying but and then i'm gonna sit there and be jealous and it's gonna eat between us our relationship you know what i mean yeah so but jealousy it's a real thing and i just i think it's better to just have like clear boundaries Someone called you a mega babe. I'm getting super jealous now. That's Jess. Thanks, Jess. You are too, babe. Um, all right. I'm getting jealous. Here's my so I faces. was Emojis. reading when I was reading about jealousy and things like that. I came across this quote, and it's a quote that I'm like, I'm probably gonna post on social media. Okay. And everywhere, it's from Todd Gangle. I probably totally butchered that. But he he wrote, jealousy thrives when expectations of parenting and marital roles are unspoken. I'm going to read that again. Jealousy thrives when expectations of parenting and marital roles are unspoken. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's communication. That's what we're talking about right there. If you don't talk about your roles and and what the expectations are, it's going to get lost because... They are. They don't exist to begin with. Right. Right. And you're jealous because you're holding on to things that the other person doesn't know. Yes. And Completely. so the and antidote that, that, of that is communication. And that's and like what we were just talking about right there. Like if you're off talking and hanging out with someone else, you know, and I just, yeah. I'm a closet case about it, you know, not talking about it, you know, it's, yeah. that hasn't been discussed. So right. it's just going to get lost. And I think that jealousy can be diffused with affirmation and encouragement. You know, if you see your sp- your spouse struggling with jealousy, I don't care if it's with the stepkids, with the other home, with your relationship with your child. If you if you know and you should be in check, you should be in tune enough with your spouse to know if they're dealing with this on any level. If you see yourself your spouse struggling with jealousy, why would you not want to help fix that for them? Why would you not want to help? Because it will just make your life better too. Right. 
So if you see your spouse struggling, you know, give them words of affirmation, give them encouragement, you know, don't berate them for feeling jealous. Like you shouldn't feel jealous and you're fucking crazy. And you know, all the things instead, lift them up, encourage them. What if they're super heavy and you just can't lift them up? I'm going to send someone to sit on you (laughs) is what I'm going to do. Um, And then if you're seeing jealousy in the home, you know, you need to stop the competition. And I think we've talked about how you can do that as parents, but you need to to just, okay, you need to just stop the competition in your homes. And then if there's no competition, there's no jealousy. If everyone feels that they are valued, if everyone feels seen, if everyone feels heard, if everyone gets attention – There's no need to compete and the jealousy will go away, but you have to kind of make an effort to get everyone on the same page. And it's a lot of work. Um, Jessica just said, well, first of all, uh, thank you, AK. I always thought AK was someone else. That's awesome to know that you are not who I thought you were, which it would. (laughs) How sad for whoever you thought they were. I I totally thought that it was my friend, Aaron, and it's someone else from Dallas, but. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you for always being on these uh, these episodes with us. But Jessica just said, um, mm. Julie, you, uh, well, actually, I'll, which one do you want to read? Which yeah, I'll you, read mm. the first one. So Jess says, Julie, you spoke previously about being checked out of your marriage with your kid's father and spending a lot of time going out and whatnot. Was there jealousy there from him? Um, it didn't read as jealousy. But he definitely it definitely affected our marriage in a negative way because I got married super young, got pregnant super young, and kind of felt like I had a lot of making up to do. And so my personality has always been I'm going to do what I'm going to do, you know, get on board or leave type of a thing. <laughs> That's Julie. <laughs> it didn't serve me well. And that is, it was a mistake I made in my marriage because I invested more into living a life that I was fun. Oh God, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. Um, But I prioritized fun over my marriage. And people say, well, why couldn't you do that together? Yes, in a perfect world, I would but have married. there was married... only one dinosaur in existence at the time. <laughs> so in a perfect world, I would have married someone who liked to go do the things I like to do, and we could have gone and have fun together. But when that's not their cup of tea, and you still want to go have fun, it's hard. And you know what? All it, and then also it turned into like, well, you got to do that, so I could go do this. And then it was like tit for tat. And then it was, you know, that's not really a good place for marriage anyway. So it wasn't. He never came across as jealous, but he didn't love it. I don't even know if that makes sense to you. Like, he wasn't jealous of other people. It was just more like he resented me that I was going and having fun. More like that. But it wasn't good for my marriage. And that's, I'm very different in this marriage. I have never really done that. I've never, I've, I've learned from my mistakes because I want to stay married this time around. So now, so now it's like, what do you want to do? She goes, whatever you want, hun. Yeah. Whatever you want. I said, what do you want to eat? Whatever you want, hun. I want yeah. sushi. Thanks. I think and donuts. So Jess goes on to say, I think there's something to be said about a lack of jealousy as well. As far as a person being checked out of the relationship. Yeah. It, you know, I'm yeah. a, I'm a jealous person when it comes to. But you're also a closet case jealous person. I know when you're jealous because I just know you and I, I just try not to well. create issues about it. Like I can't. But that help. almost creates more issues when you just hold really it in. You want me to nag about it? Sometimes I'd almost rather just like let's get it over with. <laughs> let's get it because over what with. happens is you hold this stuff in and you're like you're jealous, and a lot of it's like we could it, we could talk about it and it's not big deal. It's not a big thing, you know. But why hold on to it? And then it seeps into you and it's all almost becomes rooted. You well, know? that's and new takes- for me because usually that's new for me. I've never been in a relationship where I could talk about being jealous without it turning into a fight mm-hmm. ever, never. Right. But I think it's, I years. think it's healthy to be able to talk like about stuff like that, because if you can talk about stuff like that and you can get it on the table and cleaned up, 
it's not going to it's not going to root itself. It's going to get worked out and if I can't see that next time what I did is making you jealous, then shame on me, right? Then it's then it's my fault. But if you tell me and you bring it to my attention and I can talk with you about it and realize when I do this, when I change the 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 wheels on the car, she gets really jealous because she's jealous of the wheels on the car because I'm not giving her enough time. So I better not change the wheels on the car. Ever fucking again. Ever again. Yeah. Um, you know no, what I mean? I get that. I guess you have to give your spouse the opportunity to, opportunity to step up. And if you're not willing to give your spouse the opportunity to step up, then shame on you. And I think that's something that we in our marriage currently struggle in. Yeah. I think that it's almost like, well, we're going to get in a fight about it. So I'd rather just not talk totally. about it. Totally. And it'll go away. Yes. And it almost creates more problems. Fight. There's been times, not recently, but in the past where we've... And I'm saying we, so we don't get into a fight about it, but we've held things in for a couple of weeks and not ever talked about it. And it's like, it finally just spews out and it's like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't we talk about this? Yeah. It's such a little thing and it's ruined the last two weeks of our life. Totally. I think that for me, it's okay. For me, it is worse to have it never brought up and me just to house that anger, jealousy, whatever, then for me to bring it up to your attention and then it be ignored, dismissed, I'm crazy, get turned back around on me. And like, it, there's just so much that can go wrong and but it makes insecu- it worse for me. Right. But that's an insecurity. That thing happens right there. with us though. Sometimes it does, but that's also insecure because it's like, it's it, what happens. Because it might happen. That's if, what happens. But if we can't practice it, how are we ever going to learn it? It's like this. I'm True. Gonna, like in the moment when we, we are, are learning not to drive our When we were learning to drive our cars, it's a car analogy night. When we were learning to drive our cars, like the possibility of getting in a car accident is very high when you're learning to drive a car. So should we just never learn to drive cars? Because there's a good chance I could get into a car accident and get injured or injure someone else or could possibly die. And as we get older and driving and doing it and practicing it more often, the the likelihood of getting in a car accident mm-hmm. goes down. And there's even big statistics about stuff like this. Age, you know, when you're young, your insurance rates are a lot higher. As you get older, your insurance rates um, lessen. You know, if you're a female driver, you are less no, likely. I get which it. I think is so crazy. But I you think guys. when you're, you're less likely to get in an accident as a, as a woman. But with age also comes wisdom, right? And you learn to pick your battles and you learn how you do fight with your spouse. And that informs how you're going to move on with your spouse and fighting. And if it's always like if I bring something up or you bring something up and it turns into a fight or an argument at some point, you can expect us both to be like, it ain't fucking worth it. I'm not bringing it up. You know? Sometimes. But we That's, need to learn to walk or to, to talk through So it. then how do you learn to do that, Eric? By crashing that car. You just got to crash that car until it's, it's not even recognizable anymore. Okay. I think I'm going to hold signs up when we fight. Let's, and, like, remember, like, shh. You know, I'm going to have, like, signs to hold up when you're winning. Prove uh, it. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. I'm going to make signs for when we fight. I'm going to get in a fight with her later just to see this. Well, I have to have time to buy sign boardage and make make signs. I'm going to make signs. I'm going to remember all of what you said. And then I'm going to hold it up for you when this shit happens in our marriage. Um, I'm going to definitely snap pictures and post them for you guys. I promise. I don't know. But jealousy is a hard thing. And I... I think if you're not getting what you need at home, it's human nature to seek it somewhere. So that's why marriages work. That's why people cheat. That's why, you know, it's so hard because, you know, it's try to do any. I mean, you can't even exercise consistently for a year. You can. You're on how many days move streak right now? Okay, diet. So diet's really hard for me. So if I had to eat no sugar for a month, that's kind of like what we're saying that we should do in our marriages, right? Like, Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. It's hard to be consistent. My point is it's hard to be consistently engaged in anything for any length of time. 
<laughs> Jessica said, I just openly write in my journal and happen to leave it out for my husband to read. So passive aggressive. That's what I was just thinking. Or is that genius? I, that could be genius. I'm not mad at that. That's awesome. I, you know what? People have often said to write letters to each other. I have had that advice given to me in therapy. I hate writing. That's the worst thing about like birthdays and Valentine's Day. My love language, he stuff hates. stuff like that. I'm so, it's, her love language is so hard, you guys. <laughs> I'm not good at writing. Like, it's just, it's really hard <laughs> to write. I don't like writing. Okay, well, I won't ever have to read your journal, so. You won't, because I won't leave it out for you. No, I'll yeah. leave mine, though. I can't read All your over handwriting. The place. It's it's Don't. craziness. All right. Let's show people. We're going to wrap the jealousy thing up. It was a good one. Way to hang in there tonight, love. Thanks. I tried. We I, I had emojis to play though. with. I'm doing my nails now. You go so ahead. So we have out. a second winner for Connect Teen. Ooh. I'm very excited to say that Mary Catherine has won this signed copy of Connect Teen. We will get it mailed out to you, Mary, next week. Congratulations. Mary, I love your name. Have you, and I just have to say it, like, have, do you love the movie Superstar? Like, Mary Catherine Gallagher is like the, the lead role of, yes. and it's just, and it's amazing. And I wish that this was really her. He loves way. you for I your name. I love you for your name. And he I wish this, know you, but I wish it was He like, would like to. Yeah, I wish it just, yes, that's all I could think about. That's, okay. that's an awesome name. Well, congratulations, Mary. We will get this out to you. Send me, send us your address where we can send it to you. And um, thank you for playing along and entering. I hope you love it. Yeah, you love it. it so, is, yeah, it's a really Congratulations, neat. girl. All right. Are all we, right. Are we wrapping this up? We out. We're wrapping this up with the beginning of the song, I don't know, I'm song, doing like guys. weird hand gestures that don't mean anything. Yeah. All right, you guys, if you enjoyed this, please... Consider subscribing. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. Hit that thumbs up button, you guys. That like button right there. I know you guys can see it. Um, and Don't then, forget to leave your journals out for your husband's tonight. <laughs> I totally love this idea. Dude. Jessica, you've changed my world. She is. Do you have a journal? Yes. I'm just kidding. I bought it for you. You didn't. <laughs> what did I buy you? I bought you a little bo- notebook thingy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Thank you for being with us. Bye. Bye.